Praise the Lord, everybody. Why don't we all stand? Let's gather around this front, start this service off with prayer tonight. It's a good time to be in the house of the Lord. I'm thankful that God's given me another opportunity to come together to worship, to praise, and to magnify Him. So let's praise Him together today. God, we love You. We thank You, Lord, for this chance, this opportunity that You've given us to come together to worship, to praise, to glorify, and to lift up Your name. I pray, Lord Jesus, that You would accept our praise, God. The anointing of the Holy Ghost, let it fill this place. Come on, lift up your voice unto the Lord right now. Hallelujah,
So we want to pray. Brother Allen, you know anything about that? Okay, we, <laughs> we want to pray for you. Justin Ashcraft, Alex Holyfield, she needs to get this job. Anthony Jackson, Sawyer Nunn, Joyce Nunn, Paul Swain. You remember Dale Stevens? We'll remember all that are sick, not able to be here. But we can know a God's a miracle worker. Oh, yes, Hallelujah. Yes. So let's touch him. Let's love him in this service, church. God, Hallelujah. Thank you, Thank God, you, for your Lord, many blessings. Your God, you see every need and every petition that's here. Standing you, on your promise. God, you the God of God. Praise and the glory of God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, have your way in this service. Have your way in this service. Stand it on your promise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated as brothers bring the offering pans. Sister Cloud's going to get ready to sing. The young Sister Cloud's going to get ready to sing. And I uh, want to make an announcement. 
There will be a wedding shower for Alex Grass on Monday, February the 8th at 7 p.m. at the gym. She's registered at Walmart and Target. So don't forget that if you would and bring the offering. Come on, let's have good church. Glory. I'll say yes, Lord, yes.
Let's have Brother Looper preach. Preach to us, brother. Praise the Lord, everybody. How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. Praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. It's good to see everyone that's in the house of God tonight. So thankful for God's goodness, His mercy, His blessings, allowing us to come together to worship and to praise and to magnify a great God. Amen. I'm thankful for every opportunity I get to come to the house of God to worship and to lift up His name. Because God's good. Amen. God's good all the time. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. I want to, uh, want to uh, give you some announcements tonight. And uh, number one is we had Brother Godair scheduled to be here this weekend. And uh, he is not feeling well and not able to come. And uh, so let's pray for him. And uh, they told him not to be traveling Got some conditions going on in his body, and uh, so he is rescheduled to be back here, uh, to be here March the 14th. So remember that. He will not be here this weekend, but he should be here March the 14th. So let's be, uh, I I am looking forward to him being here with us, great man of God. And uh, we're looking forward to that. So remember that, March the 14th. Also, there will be a business meeting here Monday at 6 o'clock in the evening. So remember that, church business meeting. All members who want to be here, you're welcome to be here. Uh, It's totally up to you, but that will be Monday at 6 o'clock. So remember that. Then following that, there is a shower for Sister Alexis and uh, Brother Austin. And uh, that will start at 7 o'clock. So that lets you know that I won't be taking a whole long time in the business meeting. We'll be moving quickly. So uh, if you want to be here, that will be Monday. So don't forget that. Don't forget your prayer time. Let's keep seeking the face of God. Don't forget to check in when you, uh, when you come in to pray. You don't have to check out. You just check in. And uh, <clears throat> so do that every time you come in would be appreciated. And uh, thank you so much for those who have been praying and come into the house of the Lord to pray. There's, you can pray anywhere, but there's nothing like being at the house of God when you pray. Amen. It just makes you feel like you're closer to Him. And I feel better when I'm at the house of God. How about you? Amen. How about you? Praise God. Praise God. <clears throat> and so remember that. And uh, don't forget, there is a sign-up sheet for banquets that are going on. And uh, so if you plan on attending those, I think there's one for the young people, 13 and up. And uh, then there's one for the young marrieds, married and up, I guess. So that's uh, the way I was needing needing someone to do something. And I said, well, they can do it. And my wife said, well, they got a banquet for the young marrieds at night. I said, well, actually, they're not young married any longer. After you've been married about 35 or 40 years, I think you kind of move on out of that realm. But, but remember that. There's two different things going on, and so there's sign-up sheets on the welcoming desk for that, so sign up for those. I, have, um, I, I, really, I really have felt uh, what I preach Sunday uh, very strong for some time. God has been dealing with me about that, and um, 
I, I felt like I delivered it to the best of my ability Sunday. But um, if you'll notice, of course, we were singing the song about waiting, and then the sign says, what are you waiting for? And so I don't want you to get a mixed, uh, mixed opinion about what is going on. But I, I just felt today in prayer uh, that I felt that, that that will be our battle cry for this year. And I felt like that was a message for this church that God laid on my heart, especially for this church. Not to say that I will not preach it anywhere else, but I felt like God gave it to me for all of us here. And uh, so I told them I want that on the screen every service. What are you waiting on? And uh, I, I want you to remember that from Sunday on. What are we waiting on to be more dedicated, to be more consecrated to God? What are we waiting on? What signs are we looking for? Do you have any particular thing that you're looking for to trigger you to be more faithful and dedicated to God? Do you have anything you're looking for to trigger you to be more faithful and dedicated to God? So we need to ask ourselves regularly, and I wish that you would ask yourself that in prayer, what am I waiting on to draw closer to God? There's no better time than now. Amen. I said there's no better time than now. There is no better time than right now to get dedicated, consecrated, and close to God. Can I get a witness? Boy, y'all are tired tonight, but amen. Amen. <clears throat> Praise God. So remember that, and uh, let's pray. Let's pray. I, I, want, I want us this year to pray more than we have in the past. I, I just feel, I feel, I, I don't know how to explain what I feel, but I just feel like God is calling us and drawing us and, and trying to woo us closer to Him and, and uh, to do more for Him and to be more dedicated and consecrated to Him. I don't know, I don't know if, and everybody, I've heard this said so many times that people say, oh, this is a generation that will see the second coming of the Lord. I don't, I don't know that. I don't know that for a fact. But I do know this, that the signs of the times are pointing to that, that we will be the generation that will uh, see the Lord. I was talking to a young man today, and we were discussing some things. And he said, you know, said I've never really realized it, and I've, I've been looking at it recently studying out the Roman Empire and uh, seeing the parallels in the, the, uh, to, to us and to them and the way that we took our form of government. A lot of it comes right from them. And I said, yeah, and the things that destroyed them is what's causing the decay of our country today and civilization today, not just our country but our entire world. And it was, it was um, corruption of government. It was, it was uh, sexual desires and lust, perversion, and sexuality. And then it was, it was the entertainment of, of what was going on. They built large coliseums, and it was all about entertainment. And they began to worship uh, the sports gods of that time. I said, there's, there's not many, many other places you need to look to find out that we are living in the last days. 
And I certainly want to hear him say, well done, thy good and thy faithful servant. Amen. We want to pray. Brother Cooper's already mentioned some of these. We want to pray especially for Brother Paul, Brother Dale. They need a touch from the Lord today. We want to pray for also, we want to pray especially for their wives, Sister Melita and Sister Dana. I know they need a lot of prayer going through this too because, you know, it's, it's difficult on, on everybody. And so our prayers are with them. We want to pray for Sister Adams. They were on their way to church tonight and uh, she began to have some complications. So they turned around and went back. So let's pray that God would touch her. I talked to Brother Lambeth, uh, uh, I think it was yesterday, or, uh, and I talked to him. And his daughter is very, very sick, needs a touch from the Lord. She was scheduled. They said that she had to have emergency surgery. And uh, they took her in for emergency surgery, and they wheeled her back out and uh, said that she tested positive for COVID. And, um, of course, they have not been sick with that. But anyway, they put off the surgery that they said was mandatory emergency that had to be done then. And so she is very, very, very sick and needs a touch for God. So let's pray for those needs and ask God to work in those situations. I know a God that is a miracle worker. Amen. I, I know a God that is a miracle worker. Praise God. There is nothing, there is absolutely nothing that God cannot do for His people. And there's nothing that God will not do for His people. God is still in the healing business. God is still in the delivering business. God is still in the saving business. Amen. God is still in control. No matter what the world's philosophy is, God is still in control. Amen. I want to thank you giving to the Lord a Sunday night, Brother Azar, and the mission work that is there in Lebanon. And uh, let's pray for them. I know it's a very difficult time on them. They've been... Locked down this entire year. I think his family and him were, he was over there. His family was here in the States for, I think, six or seven months. They were separated. And um, now he has come over here, him and his wife and their children are there in Lebanon. So let's pray that everything works out for them, that they'll be able to get back into the country with their family with no problems. And uh, they'll stay COVID-free and, and uh, pass all the tests and the exams to get back into their country. So let's pray for them. I want to thank you for giving to the Lord. I want to tell you today, church, you cannot outgive God. Amen. Does anybody know that? Is anybody, anybody a witness to that? Praise God. That there is no way that you can outgive God. Monday, Monday night. Uh, we were at uh, Papa Do's. You, you can stop playing. I'm kind of going right now. And uh, I do have a message here to preach, but I'm just kind of following something right now. But Monday night we were, um, we were at Papa Do's celebrating uh, Tony's 16th birthday uh, for the 16th time. And uh, so I, I, they, they asked me, so, well, where are we going to go eat? I said, well, I just cooked for everybody at the house. I said, is not, not enough? Oh, no. That was her party, but today is her birthday. So we had to go, we had to have a party, and then we had to have a birthday, whatever that means. But we were sitting there at the table, 
and um, just minding our own business, and a guy walks up to us at the table and uh, began to talk to us, and um, he was a Pentecostal, and uh, his name, uh, <laughs> I'll never forget his name because his name is Binky. Now, imagine that, Binky Vines, and uh, ain't that correct, Binky Vines? And uh, so he, he began to talk to us. He is from Mississippi, from what, what I understand, in the Natchez area. And uh, he told us he wanted us to pray. He come over to our table. He said he could just just feel, and I'm sure he could see, that, that we were Pentecostal. And uh, so he, he started talking to us, and he said he was on his way back to a service that uh, they were praying for someone who got a bad diagnosis uh, uh, Brother Tipton, and uh, so he was going to have a service with him and pray for him that the Lord would perform a miracle and help everything to be well. But in that, he uh, took about 30 minutes, I guess, talking to us, which was quite interesting, and uh, he talked about uh, his conversion from uh, the Catholic Church to, uh, to uh, an apostolic and uh, talked about him. He was a judge, so he said... You know, uh, politicians go to different churches, and he was on his way to one church and just led in another direction, wound up at a little Pentecostal church and went to the altar and didn't even know why he was going to the altar. Said he was crying and didn't know why he was crying. And uh, he went to the altar. I think he said he went to the altar at 11 o'clock, and it was 2 o'clock when he finally come to himself and realized that he was still in the altar praying. And uh, he was talking about the great change that God had made in his life and the blessings that God had blessed him. And he talked about how that, how that uh, and he just brought up this subject that you can't outgive God. And he started talking about his life and things that he had done uh, for the kingdom of God and giving to the Lord and, and uh, giving things away. And uh, he was... Um, in the oil business, I guess that's what he's doing now, and uh, I think he was in Houston traveling back uh, on business. But, but anyway, he talked about he was he was in a service one time, and he just felt under the power of the Holy Ghost to um, to give his watch away, and his watch was a really nice watch, and uh, he uh, gave it away, and and uh, so he he mentioned. In case anybody's got one you want to give in the offering tonight, that'd be fine. But he mentioned uh, the preacher's name that he gave it to, and I said, I know that preacher. He said, you do? He said, he said call him and see if he don't know Binky Vines. And so as soon as he left, I did call him, and I, I texted him. I said, do you know a guy named Binky? He said, I sure do. I said, did he ever give you a watch he said, yes, he did. He gave me a Submariner Rolex. I said, well, he's not too far off base then. And uh, so he, he, he told me, he said that, that God he told, was telling us all how that God had blessed him. And uh, he said that he went into another church, and he was there, and he said that God just impressed him to pay the church off. And uh, he said, I went and asked the secretary. This is not, it wasn't even the church that he went to from what I understand. And uh, he mentioned the pastor's name. And I know that pastor. 
Brother Johnson in Natchez, Mississippi. He said, I went and talked to the secretary and I asked her what was owed on it and said I had them to write me out a check. He said, and I'd never given that much money before. He said, I was nervous and shaken and said I was about to give away a large sum of money. He said, and when I put it in the offering pan, the Holy Ghost hit me and said I was slain in the Spirit. He said, God has blessed me over and over and over and over in abundance of what I gave in that offering. And um, so it was, it was a very, very large sum of money uh, that he had given. And uh, he said that, that he had some financial trouble. He said, but you know, said the more he gave, the more God blessed him. And the more God blessed him and said he is blessed, said he's more blessed today than he's ever been in his life. He said he was back at that same church and said he noticed that there was some stains on the ceiling where kind of like the roof would, had been leaking or something. And uh, he, said, he said he felt God just speak to him and said, you need, to, you need to remodel this building. He said, now God, I've already paid this thing off. He said, maybe, maybe not now. And God said, he said he just felt like God said, yeah, now. He said he called his wife, and his wife is still a Catholic. And, uh, you know, that probably wasn't going too well. And uh, said he called his wife and said his wife said, well, why, why in the world do you want to do that? He said, I just know that when the Holy Ghost leads me, I've, I've got to follow after the Spirit of God. And he said he walked into that church and already had a check made out of how much he was giving. And said um, when he walked in, said uh, the pastor's wife started speaking in tongues and said there was a message in tongues that went out and said talked about the offering that he was going to give and said they had no idea that he already had a check made out. And said that he put that check in the offering and God has blessed him and abundance. And I want to tell you today, he mentioned another man, uh, Brother Tommy Wallace in uh, Mississippi, which I, I knew him. He just passed away. And I've shared the story uh, uh, about him with my dad uh, times before in preaching here. And he said, you know, he said, that man is where I, where I got this from. He said, I know that he paid off the church there in Columbia and uh, I think he paid off two churches there in Columbia. He said, and I, I said, God, if you'll bless me, I want to be able to do that very same thing. And I, I, I looked at, at my daddy for years. He, he, blessed, he blessed the ministry. He blessed the church. He was a very giving person. And I have said this before, and I'll say again right now. I, I don't know. I, I've got notes galore here but i just felt like going in this direction and uh i um i i remember daddy he always loved to go to colorado and uh in his desire to do so he loved it so much that he wanted everybody to be able to go also and uh there is no telling how many preachers way that he paid to colorado over the years and how many just lay people that he paid people in our church and in the latter years after i'd moved to texas he took everybody in high school to colorado multiple times i think five or six years in a row he took them and paid their way i can remember one time in school um 
I don't know if it's when, I can't remember this, but I knew it was Southwest Airlines because I remember the love, that was their, their deal, Love Airlines. And uh, they gave us all little heart-shaped um, uh, rags that was all crunched down. And when you put them in water, they turned into a, a wash rag. And I can remember that. But they run a special on uh, airlines tickets from from uh, Little Rock to Dallas. And I think it was a round trip back then. Of course, this was in the early 80s. And uh, it was 20, about $25 a person, round trip. And so Daddy got to looking at that, and he said, You know, he said, I want to carry the whole school to Dallas. And uh, he said, You know, so there's a lot of kids that never get to fly on an airplane. So he took everybody in the school. We got on a plane in, in Little Rock. We flew to Dallas, walked up and down the, the hallways of the airport a couple hours and flew back home. And uh, that's just the, that's, that's the kind of person that he was. He was given God, blessed him, and uh, he, uh, he was blessing everybody. But there was a, there was a time in, in uh, our lives in, uh, I guess, the, the 80s um, where things didn't go quite so well. And uh, uh, tragedy had struck financially uh, in our home. And um, brother, brother Wallace, I, we we did not know him. Uh, Daddy did not know him. He knew him through brother Junior Ham, brother uh, Ham's daddy, the Ham that all of you know. It would have been his dad. His dad and my dad were very close friends. And he said, "There's this guy I want you to meet. He wants to go to Colorado, honey." And so he said, "Well, yeah, bring him on." So he went. He went one year and um, kind of made just kind of friends for just not not really close acquaintance, but friends. And so when this tragedy happened uh, in my daddy's life financially, uh, he was not going to be able to go to Colorado. And and, uh, Brother Wallace called and he said, hey, Brother Looper, are you getting ready? It was getting close to October, September, and... We'd always go out there the month of October. And he said, no, nah. I said, I'm not going to make it this year. He said, what do you mean you're not going to make it? He said, well, he said, uh, I'm just, just not going to make it this year. He said, well, I want to go. And he said, well, um, you know, I, I, I can tell you how to get there and where to go. And he said, no, he said, i tell you what I, what I want you to do. I want you to go out there, you and your boys, y'all get everything ready and everything prepared, and I'll come out later. He said, well, <laughs> he said, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. He said, well, what do you mean you're not going to make it? He said, well, just, just things. He said, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. He said, I want to go, and I need you all to go get everything ready. He said, I'm going to send a truck, a trailer. I'm going to have a Bronco on that trailer, and I'm going to have two four-wheelers on the trailer. I'm going to have a driver to bring it to you and haul you out there and credit cards to pay for everything. And uh, so I think it was for four years, four or five years, that Brother Wallace paid our whole family's way out there. I can only remember him coming out there one time during those, those years. Brother, Brother Marler preached a message here. I've had him to preach it twice here. 
And he calls it the echo comes back. And he talks about how his daddy blessed somebody. And later on in years, that person who did not even know O.C. Marler when he moved to Dallas provided him with housing while he was building a church, provided him with a place to uh, have church at. And Brother Marler finally, he said he never come to church. He never was a saint in the church. For years, Brother Marler was there in Dallas. and I don't guess he ever won the man to God. But he said he was sitting down. He said, well, why did you do this? He said, O.C., that's the way Brother Marler says it. O.C., your daddy one time when I was down on my luck picked me up on the side of the road, cleaned me up, gave me a job, gave me some money in my pocket, and I said, God, if I ever get a chance, I'm going to pay that man back. He said, I never got a chance to do it for him, but I got a chance to do it for you. And uh, as I, I was thinking about that, because the reason why I love that message is that there's so much truth to that. And then I was thinking about the thing that happened to me in our personal life uh, with my daddy's situation. And it just seemed that when daddy got back on his feet and uh, everything was, was back going in the right direction, that Brother Wallace just eased out of our life. And I don't know if we ever... I don't know if my daddy ever seen him again, ever talked to him again. It was just like just for a period of time, God put someone there to pay you back for everything that you've done for somebody else and what you have given to the kingdom of God. And you say, oh, what does going to Colorado have anything to do with the kingdom of God? You see, when preachers need a break and they can't afford it, It helps to have somebody there that can afford to send them and to take them and provide for them and to feed them because there was people that daddy was taking. They needed help. They needed a break. They needed somewhere to go and didn't have any means to get there. And so God was able to provide. And I want to tell you today, I can can remember this also. Things were so bad. Things were so bad. People... People don't don't ever remember these times, but but um, I can I, I was I was at my cousin's funeral the other day, and Brother Michael Joe Blakely was talking. He said he comes from the poor side of Loopers, but people don't remember how bad things can get and has been in times past. But things were so bad then that my mother didn't have a car; she was driving a church van, a fifteen passenger van. And I can remember going and picking up BJ, which was a little kid. He was about Parker's age then. And he'd get in the back of that van, lay both arms up over that bent seat and say, I'm riding in Momo's big bus. And uh, so, but, but I, and then things were so bad that my daddy went to raising hogs to try to provide uh, for us. And uh, we was raising hogs and, and Brother Wallace gave him the money to buy, I think at that time it was $5,000 to buy the hogs to fill the barn up. And uh, I can remember we made a trip to Mississippi. I didn't know all was going on. I was young, but, but I was eavesdropping in on a few conversations. And uh, I can remember that we were sitting in a suburban and daddy gave him a check. He said, here, said, I, I took those hogs to the sale. Here's that, here's that money back. Uh, that you loaned me. He said, what do you mean that I loaned you? He said, well, you gave me the money to buy those hogs, and I was able to take them to the auction. And, and uh, 
God is blessed. The price was up and we was able to get rid of them. He said, well, I tell you what. And he took that check and he tore it back up. He said, go buy some more hogs. And that's, that's the, you cannot outgive God. Things like that is not by coincidence. And I, I was listening at this man talk uh, Monday night and he said that. He said, you know, he did this and God, God did this for him. And he said, God, I did this with that money. And, and he said, then I, God doubled that. And a lot of people say, oh, that would have happened. That's just a coincidence. He said, no, I don't believe that was a coincidence. That's because I followed after the Spirit of God and God led me to do something. I want to tell you, church, don't ever, don't ever tighten the purse strings toward God. Amen. Don't ever, don't ever think the church has too much. The preacher makes too much money. The, 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 the evangelist is paid too much. The, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the missionaries, they just live in a life of leisure and we don't need to support them. I want to tell you, you cannot outgive God. Amen. You cannot outgive God. I didn't even think of this till right now, but, but that man on his closing words, he said, I want to tell you this, and that's this not even the reason why I'm doing this. The reason why I'm doing this, it come to my mind earlier today, and I've got something else together, and then it come to my mind when I walked up here. But he said, you know what, what, he said, I'm not a preacher. He said, I'm not a pastor. He said, but you know what people need to do, what preachers need to do? He said, I'm not trying to tell a preacher what to do. He said, but preachers have missed the point of telling people that you can't rob God and you can't hold back from God. And you need to preach the Word of God that says if you'll, if you'll open up your giving and yourself, He said, I'll pour out a blessing. I'll open up the storehouses of heaven and pour out a blessing that you cannot contain. I want to tell you, if you young people, if you young people would grasp hold of this and understand that, that you don't, you don't just, you don't just do it half-heartedly, but you do it with all your heart because God is going to bless you. Amen. 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 Can anybody witness the fact that God will pour out a blessing from heaven? Hallelujah. 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 God's in the blessing business. Amen. God's in the blessing business. I can remember, I can remember, um, this might make some of y'all offended, but it's the blessings of God, so if it offends you, I'm sorry. But I can remember a few years ago, my wife and myself, we hadn't been married very long. I think, I think that we were living over here in this trailer. I can't remember if we'd moved to this trailer. And uh, some of y'all don't remember that. I wish I, I, I need to get some pictures of that and post on the on the deal where y'all remember that I wasn't always as blessed as I am now. But I can remember we had some missionaries that come by here. Anybody remember the African Impact Team? Anybody remember them? They come by, and uh, the guys started preaching on giving and and uh, giving sacrificially. You really, you really haven't give anything until it hurts you to give. And, uh, that's when it becomes a sacrifice. And it's not how much, it's how much pain that it, that it brings. And, 
And uh, so they got to preaching, and I, I, man, man, I had, I had this watch that that I loved. Man, I was so proud of it, and uh, I was so happy about it. And while he was preaching, I, I also, I also, my my grandma had just died uh, very recently, and she loved missions. She had left me eight hundred dollars. I inherited. $800 from my grandma, Mama Reen. And uh, so, I, I, man, I had that money, and that was a lot of money. And uh, I was thinking about what I was going to do with that. And while, while the preacher was preaching, I just felt something tell me, you know, there's nothing that she would rather you do with that money than to give it to those missionaries because she loved missionaries. And I ignored it. And uh, he preached a little while longer, and they, he uh, he said something else, and something else. God spoke to me again and said, "You know, there's nothing that Mama Marine would rather you do than to give that money to the missionaries." I ignored it, and uh, then that voice didn't stop there. It says, uh, and also he started talking about giving things, things, possessions. It also said. Take that watch off and put it in the offering. Give it to them. I said, God, I'll willingly give the uh, give the money, and uh, no, the money and the watch. And so, I said, man, I better do something now before he keeps talking to me. And uh, so I said, I was trying to make a deal. If if I give it now, would you shut up? <laughs> and uh, so I I don't remember what all I, I'd given, but I gave some more money too. But but I took that and I, I took it off and I gave it. And my wife said, you know, so that's kind of odd that you're doing that. She said, I feel the same way. And uh, she had the same kind of watch on that I had. And um, so we gave them in the offering and uh, gave the money in the offering and gave some more money that we couldn't afford to give in the offering. And, uh, you know, God, God has blessed. I can't tell you. And if I told you how much God has blessed, but I got on a much nicer watch tonight than I had on then, than I put in the offering. And I pray that if God speaks to me again, I'll be able to do that again. But God has blessed me. God has blessed me in abundance over and over and over. That's not the last thing that I've given in the offering. But I found out at a young age that you cannot outgive God. You cannot outgive God. And I, I want to tell you, if you're not paying your tithe and giving in your offering, God cannot bless you. Somebody, somebody was telling me, said, well, said, when I get caught up, you know, I want to start paying tithe. That, that's, that's the worst, that's the worst idea and opinion you could ever have when you get caught up because you're never going to get caught up because you're always behind. You take the first fruits. Amen. You take the first fruits. You say, oh, well, the preacher just money hungry. No, 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 that's not what it's about. But what it's about, if you don't get this concept, if you don't get this understanding, you cannot be the blessed person that God wants you to be. And you cannot have the things that God wants you to have because God's got to find out if He can trust you with the small things. You know what I do? Every week, every week, every week that it comes in, 
There's a tenth of that and another 5% on top of that. 10% goes to the, goes to, uh, tithing. The 5% goes to offering. And then there's an abundance on top of that that I give besides that 15%. And you know what? God just keeps blessing. Don't get mad at somebody because they're blessed. Amen. What you want to do is understand, how did you get that way? I want to tell you the way that I got that way is learning at a young age. You cannot outgive God. Amen. 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 So if you want anything to call this tonight, you can title my sermon tonight, A Message from Binky. A Message from Binky. And he said, you know what? He said, I'm blessed today. I'm blessed today, and by the looks of him, he wasn't hurting too bad. I know I wanted to slip out there and see what he was driving, but but I I didn't do that. But but I I I I did I did do some checking, and he's not he's not he wasn't blowing smoke, amen. He wasn't just telling stories. He wasn't just fabricating things. But he had understood. He raised. I, I want to tell you one thing: Catholics make good apostolics. Because there's one thing that they teach Catholics, and that is to give. There's there's Catholic people die and leave their whole income to them. Everything that they leave behind. Leave ranches, leave properties, leave money. Boy, if Pentecostals would ever find that out. Your family would be best. I heard a preacher, I tell you, I tell you who it was. I heard Brother Holmes say this. And uh, and you want to hear somebody preach about, he preaches about giving all the time. And it's worked pretty good for them. But uh, he said that um, Brother Martin, when he died, before he died, he had it written up. Some of his children go to, the, go to church, some of them don't. But his estate, his estate has to pay tithe every month. His estate. And he said, if I'm not not mistaken, since he has died, his estate has paid over a million dollars to the church. And that blows some of your minds. But you know what Brother Martin got at a very early age? You can't outgive God. A man, I don't even know if he had a high school education. But you know what? He started giving and God started blessing. Boy, that makes some of you cringe. But I want to tell you, that's what God will do. Amen. That's what God will do. He'll do it for them. He'll do it for you. Amen. I told, I tell my girls all the time, I said, my, my desire is to run out of money and time at the same time. I really don't want to leave anything behind. But I don't want to run out of money before I run out of time. And I want to, I want to, you know, and I said, I tell you what, if I have anything, if I have anything left when I die, it's going to be fixed where if you are not in the church, you ain't getting a dime of it. Your part's going to the church. And whatever anybody gets, they're going to pay tithe to the church. You say, oh, that's crazy. No. You know where it come from? 
You know who gave it to me? God. 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 I want to tell you, church, it works. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. God is in the blessing business, and God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you, but He can't bless anything closed up. You know the reason why we lift our hands? To praise God. But you know what it makes? It makes a funnel. When we send something up, God just sends it back down. And when you raise your hands, it's coming right down to you. Amen. You cannot outgive God. When you get behind, don't get behind on God. If you had to cut something out, don't cut out God. Amen. 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 I tell you, Brother Ryan was sharing something with me today and uh, got me to thinking about this. I want him to stand up and testify. Amen. It works. Amen. It works. It works. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Has anybody else got a testimony that God has ever blessed you? Can anybody else testify that God has blessed you for giving to the Lord? Go ahead, Brother Aaron. It works. Just coincidence? Has everybody, anybody ever just accidentally gave you $15,000? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> you say, oh, that's just, a, that's just a coincidence. That just happened. Oh, he don't even know the people. I don't think Sister, Sister Shelley knows them, but I don't think Sister Carly knows them very well. But we need to get to know them. Go ahead. 
Go ahead there, Brother John. Praise God. It works. Amen. Brother John. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. It works. You can't outgive God. Hallelujah. Go ahead, Brother Stanley. I hate that the people on the internet can't hear these testimonies, but Praise God. Praise God. God's good. Amen. God's a good God. Go ahead, Brother Randy. Praise God. It works. Amen, amen, amen. God's still in the blessing business. He's not run out of blessings. 
what he done for somebody else, he can do for you. Amen. He's still able to do it. He's still able to bring an increase. He said that you're going to be the head and not the tail. We're not supposed to be dragging our lip in the sand, but we're supposed to be lifting our head up, rejoicing and praising and magnifying God. Let's give God some praise right now. Why don't everybody stand? Let's give God praise. Let's give God glory. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I praise you, God. I worship you, Lord. I magnify you, Savior. You are good. You are good. You are good. You are good. Amen. Amen. If you want to be blessed, be a blessing. Amen. If you want to be a curse, close up your fist toward God. God, I get it. God, God can squeeze juice or what they call it out of a turnip. Amen. He can, he can, he can take care of you. He'll make you, he'll make you where you want to give it. Amen. But I'd rather give it willingly. Amen. And on that note, I want to thank y'all for everything that you have done toward missions. And, uh, I, I appreciate your desire to, to work with missions and to, to support missions, and they desperately need our help. And um, we were able to send um, Brother uh, brother Azar. We was able to give them $10,000. And then today we sent Brother Temeskian, uh, Brother Solomon from uh, Ethiopia. They were wanting to come by. It wouldn't work out, but we was able to send them a $5,000 offering today. So thank you. Thank you for your giving to the Lord. Amen. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I, I really don't remember all of the times that I've given. I try not to remember it because God does remember it. And uh, I would will say this one time. Brother Jerome Bourne was preaching for us. We was having Holy Ghost Church. We were sitting right over here. And uh, I walked down. I, I mean, the Holy Ghost was moving. And uh, he, he said, I sure like your tie. And I said, you want my tie? And I took it off and gave it to him. I said, here, let me give you my watch. It was a Rolex watch. And I gave him my watch. That, that, that's nothing. What I want to say today, this afternoon, before I got ready for church, I, I wasn't anything to do. I said, well, I'm going to go read some scripture. I've been reading a little bit in the book of Deuteronomy. And I read where in, in the fifth chapter of Deuteronomy, and I don't know, the 10th, 15th verse, somewhere along in there, God was talking to Moses and telling him what to tell Israel and what to do. And, and it goes through a whole long list of things. And this is what I want to leave with you. And it got down to one place in there, and it said that God can talk to man. 
God can talk to man. And that's where we come short. How many times has God told me to do something, give, and I said, no, I'm not going to give. I was up in uh, Indiana. We had gone up there to uh, uh, ordain uh, Brian. And uh, Brother Bo, what's his first name? Brother Ken Bo. He looked over, and I had a, a, a Mont Blanc pen, and he wanted my pen. I said, why? I'm not giving you my pen. And uh, he said, I want it. I said, no, I'm not giving it to you. You don't get my pen. I've, I've had it for years. And uh, we were at, they had a break, and we was in the back there, and, and he took my pen out. And, and he wanted it. I said, no, I'm not giving you my pen. Why, why do you want my pen? He said, because I want to put it. I've got a, a display case. I've got sermons. I've got Bibles. And he said, this is what I want to give. I want to put in there because it was you. I said, well, I, nobody's special. So I didn't give him my pen. So we got back and I was standing there on the platform and something said, give him your pen. I, I'm not giving him my pen. And it said, yeah, when you get to the airport, you're going to lose it too. Because, you you know, when you get to the airport, you, get on the, you, you empty out your pockets, everything. You know, I, I uh, read where one guy put his money and he had, I think it was $4,000. And one of them thieves that works there got his money, and I don't know if he ever got it back. But anyhow, he's standing there beside me, and I took my pen out and gave it to him. He, and he wanted to give me his. I said, no, I'm not trading. I'm giving it to you. No, no good if you're trading. So we got the plane, and Brother and Sister Looper, and we all flew back, and we got to the air, got back to Houston. Uh, they, he said they want to go to uh Galleria. And I said, yeah, they have they got a Mont Blanc store there? He, he said, yeah. He said, why? I said, well, I, I gave my pen away and I won't get me another one. He said, all right. So we went there and, and I picked me out a pen and I got ready to pay for it. And the Lord moved on your pastor's heart. He paid. <laughs> he paid for. He paid. That's a. And I've got another one I got for my birthday the other day. Ricky gave it to me. But what I want to say, how many times has God tried to, I try to listen to God. And I don't like to interfere or interrupt. And I I do not like to go back and and, uh, try to get people to pray or pray for them or, or anything. Unless God moves on me. I, and but what I'm trying to say is, God can talk to you if you'll let Him. I, I'll you know somebody be here and uh, whatever and Holy Ghost God or, or whatever. You need to go back and pray for that. You need to go lay hands or you need to do this. You need to, I, God. I'm not doing that. That's and eventually I'll I'll give in. And do what 
I know God is trying to tell because sometimes it's embarrassing for me to go into what I'm trying to say is this all of this that Brother Lupus talked about tonight, I, I couldn't tell you about the times that God has blessed me and uh, the goodness that He's been so kind and, and supplied all of my needs, all of my needs. And, and almost all, well, he's, he's supplied all of my wants. I wanted an airplane one time, and I wanted, we went ahead and bought it. And then I had it for a while, and then I asked God, look, you, let me buy this thing. Would you please help me to sell this thing now? God works on both of us. But if you listen to God, God still, and, and I, I was going to preach this. Uh, uh, I want to make a sermon out of it, but this here will work out better. When God talks to you, do what He says to do. God does talk to us today. God will tell you, well, I don't have enough money to do that. Give, like He said, give till it hurts. Give what God tells you. Do what God tells you to do because God does talk to man today and women if you'll let Him. And you can never outgive God. Let me tell you something else. When you sell a piece of property, pay your tithes on it. You owe it to God. You know, we're getting close to the end. I am. And some of you are. You're going to take what you have left and leave it to children that do not love God, that don't live for God, and will spend it on stuff that you would never do yourself. Don't do that. Leave it to the church. And like he's talking about Brother Martin, he's given from the grave. He's still giving. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take up the time, but I want to say that. Praise. Give God praise tonight. God, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your mercy, for your blessings. We thank you, God, for this time that you've given us together, Lord. I pray for your blessings upon your people today. In the name of Jesus, we love you and we praise you and we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Brother Duplessis also gave a Rolex watch in the box to those uh, African impact teams. Yeah, never even wore it. But um, I'm just standing there to see if another one falls out one day. But, uh, <laughs> I sure like your tie. <laughs> Lord bless you. Remember church, Sunday morning, let's come back praying, expecting and believing the Lord for a great move of the Holy Ghost. Y'all go ahead and be dismissed. It's okay. <laughs>